So here it is. So hopefully you can you can feel the the difference. The timbre in our voices. That's a good word. It's a good voice. And talk about timbre in our voices. We have with us our dear friend Karen. <laughs> That's why. That's why that giggle. That's why. I thought. So let, a little bit of background. Karen is our finance director and has the most amusing laugh in the world. But we thought we were really going to have to work to get it out. <laughs> yeah. No. But there it is. There it is. Oh, I love it that our finance director. So now I understand why you want me here. It's not me, it's just a laugh. It's just a laugh. You just want me for my laugh. You should have just, just recorded it downstairs in the office. Before. You won't let people record your laugh. We've tried. Well, we've I just know that if I know he's coming, exactly. you've got to you know, sneak up on me unannounced and then we get the real laugh. And talking about sneaking up unannounced, there are three of us in this space. And there are four of us that are the leadership team. Of <laughs> I see where you're going. So one person's not here, the mighty Chris Curtis, which means we could stage a, cute, a coup. Yes, yes. A great idea. Let's do it. We could, we which one it. of us will lead the organisation, though? Surely only Karen has the necessary legal <laughs> skills. And personal skills and maturity. Yeah. And, um, so you just say, I'm older. You're not older. I'm 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 so, Karen, it's wonderful to have you Thank here. Thank you. It's really exciting. Do you know what we're going to ask you about? Well, I feel a little bit um, bemused that you've invited me, actually. I kind of, you know, all these great youth workers that you've had in and amazing people, and it's little on me. It's like, what do you want me for? Well, let's talk I just about. do numbers. No, well, I think you do way more than just numbers, don't you? I think you have been a volunteer youth worker for years. Yes. And yes. probably known Chris Curtis longer than either Martin or I. Indeed. I am... Um, Sorry, I just got distracted by the dead bee on the floor. But we do, we have dead, we have the different dead animals in the studio from, from week to week. Today's a bee. Yes, so I was, um, I hasten to add, I was a teenager at the time, um, but I was doing youth work as a volunteer youth worker here in Luton when the churches got together and decided we actually needed um, to have a Christian um, doing working alongside kids in, in high schools and so the churches got together and raised enough funds for a salary which was amazing enough for churches across the town actually working together to do this all denominations and um, yeah I was a youth worker when they appointed Chris so you predate I actually, Chris Curtis I, I mean we've I got, got the, I want to think about that we've got the basis of a coup here <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, many of the early days and the planning meetings for summer camps and the various hairbrain things actually took place on my lounge floor. So you did youth ministry in in actually probably youth works Christian youth works heyday yes, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about what it looked like then to have a youth group because I think it probably looks a bit different now. I don't know whether it I don't know whether it does actually in a lot of places I think it's still very very similar. Um, I I was in a Baptist church and so all of my um, all of the guys that we worked with we we weren't just in isolation we were the only ones kind of in the church but all of the Baptist churches in Luton and actually in in Bedfordshire kind of worked together for lots of um, joint events so it felt um, you were really part of a community there was loads of other youth workers that you were really good mates with um, but youth work was your 
sort of traditional Saturday night, kids rock up, you've got the pool table, mm. the table tennis, the guys up there doing, yeah, yeah, the touch shot, the guys doing the sports, the girls sitting around listening to music, chatting. Oh, and terrible. Be, How dare all they? The, all the, you know, the normal trips out to, I don't know, bowling or whatever else it was at the time. We would have um, then house groups. So our there was no sort of faith spot on the Saturday night. That was the social. But on the Wednesday night, we had everybody round to do do Bible study essentially. Mm. And then on a Sunday night as well, I used to have the back to our house entertainment space too. Just again, for just sort of whatever social. Yeah. Time. Now, now something I, I interesting about what you said there is that you're talking about Saturday nights and and Sunday nights as a volunteer. Yes. You're a volunteer. And I, I'm not sure this is true across the board, but what I've detected is some uh, youth workers are saying, we can't really run activities on Friday nights, Saturday nights anymore, because A, uh, young people, you're competing with a lot of other kind of possible social activities, but, but also volunteers, they don't really want to give up like prime time like that. So was that, did that feel like a sacrifice at the time? It didn't at the time. It was, that was absolutely what you did. All your friends were doing the same, the same thing. That was just how it was. Looking back, when I realised sort of how many nights a week we were doing, I realised actually we, we lost a lot of our other friends during that process mm. um, because we were never there to socialise with those. So actually there was a, there was a personal cost to that actually, mm. which at the time blissfully unaware of it was only with hindsight that, mm. that you realise mm. that and you've got a wonderful story I think of involvement with youth work Karen both as a volunteer youth work on the ground you also manage the self-harm team here yes, at Youthscape yeah. and you're the finance director and also you're involved with other projects like Make Lunch yeah producer Rachel she, yeah uh, amazing uh, Rachel Warwick over there in the yeah. corner actually founded Make Lunch um, having watched the Poor Kids documentary um, on telly and decided this is ridiculous you know we're in the UK in the 21st century we have kids who are starving and um, and during term time a lot of that need is being met by preschool meals but in the holidays they literally mm. are not having or parents aren't having um, a decent meal and so Rach founded Make Lunch which uh, aims to fill that that hunger Normal. gap in the holidays, mm. and um, I'm trustee for Make Lunch. Mm. So uh, I, uh, and yet again, bring in my yeah. finance um, <laughs> abilities into, into Make Lunch. Which is tremendous. I think we want to kind of challenge the, the idea sometimes that real youth work is about the assembly in the school or the one-to-one -one conversation. Actually, if our skills or our area of focus is around finance or budgeting or strategy, that somehow that's less important. But that's hugely important, hugely critical to what we do. And, and what, what role does faith play in budgeting, in finance? Well, that's a good question. In <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really tricky. I mean, I was, although I've been a volunteer youth worker for since more than I could care to mention, <laughs> I worked in industry, that was my, you know, I was an accountant in industry, and then coming here was actually quite tough, because, you know, if, if things aren't going great, you know, and you're, you're in the restaurant trade, well, do you know what, you, you sell a few more meals, or you work on your menu so that you make a bigger margin, or you strip a few things off the dish, or you change the layout of your menu so that you sell things with a higher price point, it's really easy to kind of stem the gaps and you come to an organization like this and it's like oh, all those normal things that I would go to I can't do 
and he was sort of saying, okay, this is looking really dicey, but I know God's got it, but equally part of you is going like, ah, <laughs> you know, how, how am I going to, you know, yeah. balance this? So I'm finding it, the longer you do it, it becomes more natural, but I think we absolutely have the duty to be good stewards, and it's more than that. I mean, I don't, I don't like looking at finances. It's, it's there. It's just that legal function almost, mm. and it's just a retrospective. This is how we spent the money. I think actually, if you do it well, it enables you to do way more. Um, and so I like to sort of think of it as a more proactive, forward-looking function, which actually enables absolutely what we want to happen on the ground to happen and, and as much as possible with what we've got um, and so it's becoming easier you do trust more but there are times where you still have to do you know what God's put me here for a reason and I've got certain skills that I need to use and ensure that I'm making sure we do everything um, as cost effectively as possible and maximize what we do for what we have um, and you obviously there are times when you have to sort of say do you know what we're going to take action it's not a blind well god's going to provide everything you have mm. to be responsible in that um but it's tough but i think it's mm. it's certainly becoming easier to say well i'm going to do what i can do in terms of logical things and then you know we're going to absolutely trust god that what he's called us here to do he's going to help us mm. so um so, so a buzzword around so charity finance particularly, and, and for those who are in control of their own budget, so there will be some people who, who would think chance would be a fine thing to have any input on my budget, or indeed to have a budget. Yeah. Um, but there will be some listening who, who are in organisations or, or um, uh, projects that have control of their own budget. A big buzzword is sustainability. Mm, so uh, what does that mean? Can you just explain what that word means? Uh, and, uh, and, and what does the best version of that look like? Well, sustainability is all about ensuring that we're able to keep going, essentially. Um, and that's a lot easier said than it is done. Um, <laughs> I think things are really tough right now in the charity sector because so much government funding has been stripped back. So everybody is competing for a smaller, smaller pot of money. And I think when you're a Christian organisation, certainly doing Christian or faith-based work, that's even harder because you've got such a small pool of people to go to. Um, the best version is not to have one source of income that you're dependent on, absolutely. Mm. Um, you want um, to have as many different things so that you're not, you know, if one of those things suddenly stops, you're not suddenly having to think about losing staff or mm. stopping activities and programmes. So I think... The best version is to have a wide range. Some grants, obviously, because they bring in big slugs of money that you can't get otherwise, but you don't want to spend your entire time fundraising instead of being out there doing what you want to do. Mm. Um, a good donor base is, is key. I mean, we've been really blessed here. The guys from the local churches that supported us day one when we got together our youth worker are still supporting us now, which is amazing. But actually finding new new supporters that buy into that vision is, is quite hard and I think that's I think that's really key um, for, for all sorts of charities and I think it's hard it's hard for Christian charities and it's hard for youth charities this, this sounds awful but you watch an advert on the TV that's got cute puppy or anything to do with kids be it NSPCC or a hospice or something and your heartstrings are automatically sort of tugged mm. and you're absolutely bought into that cause and I think when we work with young people 
people externally are often a little bit more skeptical. They yeah. don't. It doesn't yeah. pull on the strings in the same way. So no. finding that broad, loyal supporter mm. base is yeah. hard. But those are the guys that see you through yeah. when you've suddenly got a grant that, that runs out and it's a bit of a while before you get another one in. Those are the guys mm. that just stem that stem that gap. Because the donkey sanctuaries, allegedly the donkey sanctuaries are like, yeah. absolutely, this, yeah. is a, yeah. this is an apocryphal story, isn't yeah. it? But but these, the, the, the sort of donkey care people are, are apparently, they, they own sort of most of most of England. It's the Queen first, <laughs> and, then, and then it's the donkey sanctuaries. Now, I don't know if that's true, mm. but certainly they, because you say they pull on the heartstrings, whereas because of the demonisation of young people and the yeah, media absolutely. in those same newspapers that run the donkey adverts, you then have, um, you know, people going, well, I wouldn't. You know, if young people are self-harming, surely that's because they're fundamentally it's their fault on some level. Yeah. And also, we don't want presenting young people as victims with an easy solution that we will bring the magic bullet and we will sort it all out. There's something about that as a youth worker that's just so incongruous with how we work with young people. So Absolutely. it is challenging. It is, it is challenging. It really is. Yeah, and I think the other challenge uh, that charities face is the fact that the things that, whilst the programmes might be, Say sexy, it's probably the wrong word to use, a bit dated to tell my 90s. I, back no, right I, there. I was loving it. Um, <laughs> whilst the programs people get behind, and, and grant funders particularly will want to fund something that they can see impact stuff, actually, to have funding which is unrestricted, in other words, we can spend that on you know Martin's salary or Chris's salary or me as finance. You know, who's ever going to want to fund a finance person? But actually, without some of those core people and the people that um drive the vision and the strategy actually none of the other stuff happens mm. but for people to tap into funding like that is really tough. And that's a key message isn't it I think if we think of a message to communicate to our friends who are looking for charities to fund looking for ways to fund it is, it, is the phrase patient funding is that a buzz phrase or actually giving consistently over a period of time not always looking for the immediate results yeah. but saying this is worth long-term yeah, investment. Actual long-term investment, yeah, into, yeah into the core of the organisation mm. so can I, can I ask a question? That I always feel that in these interviews, I sort of, I, I go back to my 22-year-old self when I was first involved in Rants Academy. About five years ago. About five years ago. <laughs> but just my in, in absolute inability to raise money for Rants Academy. I mean, it is legendary how I was unable to do that. But I, but I that think... That is why you're here, though. That is why, <laughs> why, you, why you ended up at Youth Chris, yes. please have me in my project. Take us in. Um, which had very, very difficult it was because... It was not an easy sell. We're talking to them about such an important issue, but we cannot prove they're going to become Christians or not get pregnant. You know, this, this it isn't yeah. easy. But even back a bit further from that, as a as a youth worker with very little budget and and very little money, I mean, what what are some of the things that you would say? A little bit of advice for somebody listening to this who this is their first job as a youth worker. They need to raise five hundred pounds for that project. They they don't know how to talk to their church treasurer. They're concerned their treasurer will say. Well, you know, the answer is no. And I think sometimes we can, unfortunately, present treasurers and finance people as the yes or no people. And you, Karen, demonstrate that actually you are a woman of faith and this is about vision and strategy. But how can we talk well to our finance directors, treasurers, in a way that shares vision and also helps us get the 500 quid that we need? I mean, what's, what's your advice? I think it is imparting the vision. I think very often when you, you go and ask for money for something, it, it feels like, oh, I just want money. Whereas actually... You know, any finance person worth their salt, um, you know, if they understand what it's for and the impact that can have on what you're trying to do, actually, even if budgets are really tight, if they see it's something that's really important and they value and there's going to be a great impact or something, they will do what they can to kind of work, mix up the whole, you know, thing so that they find ways of enabling that to happen. 
So I think don't ever, you just feel like you're going to take something to be signed off. Don't present it that way. It's like, oh, I want to do this. I really would love to do this. But to do that, I need help. Can you help me sort of enable that? So the worst thing would be if you were presented with a receipt of something that's just been bought. Yeah, absolutely. Rachel. Ah, Rachel. Producer Rachel. Rachel. You have that, um, that expense claim. <laughs> So we just we just thought we'd do this live on the on the program. Um, we just bought this microphone, and, and we thought we really needed it, so we kind of made a decision. So you just and thanks, mom. And mom. it's not that expensive, if you can see. It wasn't very expensive. I, I, so we just wondered if you'd sign she's it. Off. Look, producer Rachel. I mean, she's actually producer pen. Producer pen. So it's not, uh, but it's not even the same. There's, There's no, no code. code. No, it's not happening. No it's not happening. Take it back. Uh, Take it back. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's a, but it's a fair point though, isn't it, actually? Because I think sometimes that has been, in, in, in running a fledgling charity and being a youth worker, I have often viewed the board, the finance team as my permission givers mm -hmm. and kind of done this slightly, I've done it anyway, please sign it off. And actually, we, those of us who are in those positions of needing the finance, we, we shouldn't be, that kind of parent-child thing, I think that needs yeah. to be challenged yeah. with, the, with the new foot, doesn't it? But anyway, thank mm -hmm. you, Karen, for definitely Sorry, Karen, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> just undermined the entire interview. <laughs> by doing exactly what we advise against. Um, people probably feel a bit awkward around asking for money. So we, yeah, here we are with this organisation. Yeah. By the way, just a point, you, you, you know, forgive me for bringing this up, Karen, but um, you know, people think, because we've got this amazing building, that we must be t loaded, teeming with exactly riches. Not. But of course what happens is you can fundraise for a capital project yeah, like this, but then that's bought. You don't have any of the money. You don't have any of that money sort of just sitting in your reserves or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So so we actually live pretty hand to mouth as an organisation. Yeah. Uh, we really, we do need money. And yet we're terrible at asking for it. Like mm -hmm. we, we, because I think we're youth workers, because mm -hmm. I think we're so in tune with people's kind of uh, views and opinions and cynicisms, uh, we're, we're, we're really desperate. And we're British. Yeah, we're very, very I mean, British. I mean, you know, I'm an accountant before that house and I don't like no, so, you know. high context. And you see, I admire these guys from, um, they usually are guys from organisations who can stand up and just set the vision and ask you to fill out the direct yeah. debit form now. Because we don't like doing it. Now, is that is that good? Should we actually get better at asking? I mean, obviously, we sh I should get better at asking for money. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> but, but, but what is that about? And uh, how can we counteract a bit of that kind of Britishness that we have? I think, I think we do need to get better at asking for money. I think we're always too embarrassed um, to ask, but I think, I think that is just part of being British, it's our culture. If we live somewhere else in the world, we wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Um, I do think there's a balance to strike. The last thing, especially if you've got a small band of loyal supporters, the last thing you want to be known about is those guys that are always plugging and asking for money. So I think you need to be quite strategic in when you do it and who you're doing it to so that you're not repeating it. And I think rather than just asking generically for money, I think people people like to understand what that does. So, for example, um, we run in the local team here, we have a summer camp every year, and our adopt a camp scheme has been going for donkey's years, and people that give faithfully from the churches to Youthscape anyway, they will give on top of that, because they know that what they're paying is going to enable a young person mm. to go on a camp where they might experience Jesus. Mm. And I think... Whatever we're doing, instead of just asking for money, if we can talk about, you know what, £5 a month enables me to do this, people suddenly feel like, oh, actually, what I'm giving isn't going into some bottomless pit. Actually, that's making a difference. That can actually um, influence a young person's life. And I think that, I think, so I think the way you do it, 
making it about something tangible. Mm. And I think, yeah, just getting the balance right and being strategic about how so, it is. To sort of draw everything you've said into, into one point, which is not to minimise it, it seems to me that it's really important that the relationship between finance and vision. So yeah, if you know what your yeah, vision yeah, is, yeah. if you're able to articulate your vision, you're confident in your vision, then actually you then you can communicate to those people who you need to ask for money with confidence that this matters. This isn't me asking for money like a parent saying, you know, please can I have 20 quid to go to the shops? This is, um, you know, this thing I'm doing really matters. Therefore, because I know you have finances, please would you share a bit of it with, with us? And that seems to be across the board. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. I think so. And I think, totally. I mean, I think any organisation that's going to run effectively, whether it's finance or whatever else, whether it's staffing, whether it's HR, whether it's, I don't know, anything, actually, people are bought into what you're asking them to do in whatever skills and talents they're bringing if they know the why. So if they understand the vision and they know where you're going, they're going to be with you far more than if you just can you do this. Mm. Brilliant stuff, thank you. And uh, thank you, Karen, for being a phenomenal finance director here. Yeah. And uh, can people come and visit you and chat to you? And yeah, find absolutely. More about? This is so key, isn't it? So come, come visit, come visit Youthscape. We've got some great people here to chat with. The Youthscape podcast. Now, we are going to play the game, and uh, Karen, just to let you in, we have a little game that happens um, every week where uh, either Matt or Helen from our drop-in uh, pick a word that young people are using, bit of lingo, and uh, they tell us, and then me and um, Martin have to guess what it is. So far, I think I've got You're bossing it. I think yeah. I'm bossing yeah. it. So, sister, we've got to boss right, this one, okay? okay. Yeah, this is where I'm going to so, let my teenage son down. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, here we go, we're going to listen to this. Word. 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 We're going to go with shotting for today's word. Shotting. How are we spelling shotting? Right, here we go. Oh, it is, there we go. Oh, okay. Like? S-H-O-T-T-I-N-G. Okay. Hmm. Well, I have to admit, it's not one I've heard so far. No, um, maybe that's for the best, Karen. Shotting. <laughs> it, it, Quick, quick, call the sun, the sun. More lord. More lord. Um, so it, it looks a bit like shooting. It looks like someone's misspelled shooting. And so it could be, it could be sort of um, related to gun violence in some way. I know I always go a bit serious with this. You do, they're very serious. Sometimes it will be serious. You're a bit psychiasty, aren't you? I think it's like bossing. I yeah, think the word you use... Well, you're shotting this. I think it's that kind of context. Like, yeah, it's like if you're playing basketball... Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, good aim. So either they've done a really good getting the wee in the toilet shotting, or the aim is good, or they're bossing it. Oh, thank you very much. No, seriously not. You should talk to Mags about cleaning the leaves. But um, yeah, I think it is like you've scored. You've done really well. Is you're bossing it? And I don't think it's that. I think it is. I think it's a much more serious term. I think it is. But escalation of gun violence. Yeah, something to do with. Um, uh, gun violence What's and, con- what? and you go shotting you go shotting do yeah, you wear tweeds in... while you go shotting well you, I mean <laughs> I think you go get your brogues on no I think I think you, you in response to okay another act another another group would then go shotting I feel like I'm on dangerous ground here because yeah. if I'm right it start, just... suddenly becomes very serious yeah. probably Karen shouldn't even be on the episode <laughs> with that laugh <laughs> But uh, but then if I'm wrong, I just sound like an idiot. But to be but fair, hey, to be fair, fair why we've gone there already. 
So um yeah, so I so we I me and Karen, me and Karen, right, we think <laughs> that like down in the drop in, oh gosh, honestly. Um it's shot it's shotting. You yeah. you're shotting that. Shot it, I like that, yeah. Alright, let's let's find out. So shotting means drug dealing. The other day I saw Billy shutting outside of the mall. Martin! Well it wasn't well it wasn't anything to do with guns. No, guns. but actually, do you know what I'd rather it was what we said. I'd rather it was more serious. It was more serious. I think you should get that point because wow. it was serious. Well I, I think And that's we were talking about it being a good thing, so really? clearly yeah. 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 That's very generous. But I think that it just to you know make a yeah. serious point out of a, a silly game. One of the reasons we do this stuff is because it is probably quite helpful yeah, for know. all of us to know what these words mean because I had genuinely never heard no, that no. word and now if I do, I'll know what it means. So it's to do with dealing drugs. Serious. Yeah, stuff. so it's good to know that. The Escape Podcast. So basically I was winning until Karen came into I'm the tower. I'm so sorry, I'm <laughs> The comeback starts here. It was not a nice way. No, to win, it was not a nice way to win. This is the beginning of some great, great things for me. I think some great youth work. Um, but I, I do remember when I was chatting about Romance Academy and not being able to ever fund a single penny, um, and people very generously gave when I didn't ask and didn't give when I asked. But um, I do remember one time going to an event and I and I sat there listening to all these CEOs talking about all the things they do and all the funding they raise. I did sit there feeling completely full of shame and I couldn't pay my team that month and I remember sharing it with somebody who was a CEO of a youth charity and just sharing with him how how wretched I felt what a terrible failure of a leader I was and he actually that week sent me some some money from his personal bank account and and it wasn't enough to pay the staff it was a fairly small amount of money but what it did for me was say I'm not alone actually we're in this together and somebody cared and believed enough in me as a leader and I didn't believe in myself to send some money my way so I just love that generosity not just how can we fund what God's asked us to do but how can we give some of this away to others and amplify what they're doing so thanks Karen that was awesome if you uh, want to get in touch with us on the podcast uh, we have an email address it's Ooh. very kind of like that's revolutionary stuff isn't it our email address is podcast at youthscape.co.uk and remember, if you would like to uh, come and visit us here Please at Youthscape, do. we genuinely, we genuinely yes. mean it. Yes. Come and visit us. Come and be on a podcast. Email us at podcast at youthscape.co.uk or tweet us at Youthscape or find us on Facebook at Youthscape. Or, or just get us, on the train and yeah, come up with Or this. some other more creative <laughs> uh, form of communication. Look for the pink sign. <laughs> and look for the big pink neon sign. So thanks for listening. Uh, the Youthscape podcast is free, but if you'd like to support us, please go to patreon.com forward slash youthscape. And we'll have Sting there. <laughs> <laughs>